Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 13th, 2022. September 13th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace in Our Faith. And so this is part 82 of the series. This is how I roll, right? It's God's grace in our faith. I take my time. I teach you something from a bunch of different perspectives so you can finally get it. And so inside of this series, we're, we're learning that God does everything that he does for us by grace, and we do everything in response to God by faith. Um, I taught a series inside the series called It's Already Done. Say it's already done. You can put that in the chat. It's already done. You got to believe that in God's eyes, it's already done. And for us, it's only a matter of time. So, so we're walking and living by faith and all the things that God reveals to us, for him, it's already done. And for us, it's a matter of time. And so we're living by faith to receive what we believe that God has already provided within the, the halls of eternity in the annals of time. And so, so that's how we're living, right? Faith is not what happens when you convince God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you of what he has already done. So it, the series inside of the series, it's already done. We're already up to part 20 of that. And the title of today's message, if, if you didn't get it already in the prayer, a partaker of, of God's divine nature. We have to become partakers of God's divine nature. The text says, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. I'm going to talk about being different, being holy, being set apart. I know that people don't talk about holiness today, uh, but that's okay. It's in the Bible. I'm going to teach it. And so we're going we're gonna to become partakers of God's divine nature. We're going to live as Jesus is in this world. And when people come in contact with us, they're going to come in contact with God. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. People are already putting this in the chat. They're already declaring that they are a partaker of God's divine nature, uh, that they are basically partaking in the nature of God. Say this out loud, God's nature is my nature. So once I'm in God and God is in me, uh, then the nature of God is my nature. I am a partaker of God's divine nature. That's what we're going to talk about today. So our foundational scriptures are John 1 14, John 1 17. John 1 14 says, the word Jesus became flesh. He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father full of grace, which is the truth. In John 1 and 17, the Bible says, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we've been looking at 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 for a while. I'm breaking this down and let's go through it. The Bible says, hey, listen, guys, I'm Simon Peter. I'm a servant and an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm writing to them that have obtained like precious faith through the righteousness of God and Christ Jesus, our Lord. He says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of him, right? And Jesus, our Lord, according as his divine power has already given us. Say is already done. He has already given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, but this comes through the knowledge of him. You got to get a knowledge of what he's already given you. You got to get a knowledge of what's already done, right? And then he called us to glory and virtue, whereby have been given unto us great, exceeding great and precious promises, the promises of God. Why? How were they designed? That through the promises of God, the exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might become a partaker of God's divine nature. Say, I am a partaker of God's divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. So I am a partaker of God's divine nature. 
And as I partake of God's divine nature, I escape the corruption that is in this world through lust. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things I want to share with you this morning. And as I get into these three things, this is what I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one, here we go. We are called to be holy, which means set apart. Put this in the chat. Say, I am holy because God is holy. We are called to be holy. Holy means set apart. Holy means sanctified. Holy means, hey, I set that apart. Like, don't touch that. I set that apart for a particular use, right? I am holy because God is holy. And we are set apart because God set us apart. So the text is saying that in this world, there's corruption. And in this world, there's corruption because people are full of lust and they're drawn away to the, they lust after the corruption that is in this world. People are drawn to it. People are drawn. There's a reason why Las Vegas is called Sin City, that people are drawn to the corruption of this world. People are drawn to lust. They are lusting after the things of this world. Sin has a draw to it. Don't act like sin wasn't fun, y'all. I mean, like, you know, when you lived in sin, like you went through stuff, you experienced. So sin has this draw. But once we are born again, say I'm born again. Once you're born again, then God will empower you by his grace to resist and abstain from the corruption that is in this world through lust. So now once you're born again, you become holy because God is holy and the Holy Spirit will take the taste out of your mouth for the things that are not like God. And he will give you a, a taste, a desire for the things that are pleasing to God. So, so now once you start walking, being led by the Holy Spirit, once you start living in harmony or in sync with God, then the light of God will shine through you for all the world to see. And this is how when people come in contact with us, they come in contact with Jesus, right? This is, we get to show the world a better way. And that better way is Jesus but we can't show the world a better way if they can't see a better way in us. Second Peter 3.15 says, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart, set apart, the, set apart the Lord God in your heart so he can set you apart and be ye ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Second Peter 3.15 is basically saying, hey, when you sanctify the Lord God in your heart and you set apart God in your heart and say, God is the Lord of my life, then, then you start living that way. You will be holy because God is holy. And then you got to be ready to give every man an answer when they come to you and they say, hey, what is the reason for your hope? Rick, I need to talk to you for a minute. Rick, what's up? What, what, what do you need? Man, I need to talk to you. Why? What's Man, I, I, I see something in you that I don't have. Why are you always so excited? Why are you always so blessed? Why are you, every day you got a spring in your step and a song in your heart and a smile on your face, no matter what you're going through. And I see some of the stuff that you're going through. It's like the stuff that you're going through doesn't change you. Why? I need some of that. I don't have that. Why? Then I can give them the answer. The text says, when people come and ask you for the reason for your hope, you can give them the reason for your hope. And that reason for your hope is Jesus. But people will never come to you and ask you a reason for your hope if they can't see it. If all they ever see in you is problems, they will never come to you because check, they got problems. If all they ever see in you is issues, complaining, whining, they're like, check, I already got that. So they're not going to come to you for something they already had, but they're going to come to you when they see something in you that they don't have. So watch this. You could be born again. You could be a Christian and not live like a Christian. <laughs> Let me slow down on that one. You could be born again and still succumb to the corruption that is in this world through lust. 
but not for you. You're watching today's word, so that's not going to be see, be you. Say, that's not me. So you are holy because God is holy, and you're going to be different. You're going to be set apart. People are going to see something different in you. If, if, if everybody, if you're around people from the world, and they start doing worldly things, and then you participate just like them, and you do the same worldly things, and there's no difference between you and them, then they're not, not going to see a difference between you and them, right? But there's some things that people know that Isabella and I, we abstain from. There's some things that people know that, hey, when it comes to Rick and Isabella, they're not like us. And so when there's something is happening in their lives, they come to Rick and Isabella. Why? Because they see something different in us. You have to become a partaker of God's divine nature so that people, you can escape the corruption that is in this world. I know I'm talking about something that uh, people don't talk about today. I know, I know. I'm talking about holiness, and I know that people don't talk about that today. Rick, can you talk to me about money? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. I, te I teach the Bible, and I cover everything to include holiness. We got to be different. We're supposed to be different. People should see something different in us. You got it? All right, number two, being born again. Being born again and fulfilling your purpose is not the same thing. So you could be born again, just like you could be born again and be a Christian and not live like one. Well, you could be born again and be a Christian and have a purpose and not fulfill your purpose. So the day you came into the knowledge of God, the day you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, from that day, your, your salvation is secure. From that day, you know, once you're born again, you're going to heaven. Now, that just means you're not going to hell. Your, your reservations to hell have been canceled. Your reservations to heaven have been secured, but you haven't done anything yet. <laughs> you haven't done anything to impact this world yet. So yeah, maybe you're born again. Maybe you're going to heaven, but that doesn't mean that you fulfilled your purpose yet. That doesn't mean that you have been used of God to do anything of significance or, or an impact in this world. So now that you're born again and you're still here for the remainder of your days, God wants to use you to affect with effects the the people of this world, and the systems of this world. So God wants to use you to change the world. God will raise you up and give you positions of influence. God will give you positions that you didn't even earn. God will strategically place you in positions of influence so that you can have the ear of senior officials or the ear of C-suite professionals or put you in a room where the decisions are being made, like in Hamilton, like the room where it happens. God will raise you up and put you in the room where it happens so that your voice can be heard so that you can influence the world. So now in that moment, you're supposed to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world, but that would never happen if you don't become a partaker of God's divine nature. See, when you know that you're born again, you know you're not going to hell. That's cool. But that, that all, all that happened was when you came into the knowledge of God. But now you have to come into God's knowledge of you. Say this. Say, I came into the knowledge of God. That's step one. Step two is I come into God's knowledge of me. When I came into the knowledge of God, I was born again. When I come into God's knowledge of me, now I know who I am. And so now I know who I am. I know what I'm called to do. And now I'm going to start walking as the man or the woman that God has called me to be from the foundations of the world. And I'm going to walk it with a level of grace and favor and confidence that I'm going to affect. I'm going to change this world. I'm going to do it by God's grace. I'm going to do it for God's glory. Coming into the knowledge of God changes you. Coming into God's knowledge of you, right? So coming into the knowledge of God, that changes you so you can be born again. But when you come into God's knowledge of you, now God can use you to change the world. So yes, changing you, that's one level. 
But God using you to change the world, that's a whole nother level. And that's not going to happen until you come into God's knowledge of you. That's not going to happen until you discover who you are. That's not going to happen until you discover what you, who you are, what you're supposed to be doing, walking in your divine purpose, walking in your divine assignment. And when you start walking in that, watch this, you still have to be separate from the world. You still have to do it with a level of holiness that is distinct with a level of holiness that is different from the people of this present world. People should know that there's something different about you. People should know. I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and say, hey, Rick, can I talk to you for a minute? In the Pentagon, in the military, in corporate America, they say, hey, can I come into your office? Come into my office. They close the door. And I'm talking about people of prominence, people of stature. And as soon as they close the door, they sit down and they start weeping. They start crying. And they're like, man, I, I, I don't know what to do. And why did they come to me? Because they saw something in me that was different. And so you have to become a partaker of God's divine nature so that you can escape the corruption that is in this world through lust. And so that you can draw. People will be drawn to the Jesus in you because they see something different in you. And the church said, amen. Say amen to that. All right. Number three. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. All right. Number three. Uh, uh, in the chat, by the way. All right. So here's number three. God wants you to become a partaker of, of his divine nature, right? God wants you to become a partaker of his divine nature. So let me labor here for a minute. Uh, Peter said, whereby there have been given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these promises we might become a partaker of God's divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. So let me, let me labor here for a minute. The day you were born again, God translated you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. That's what the, the Bible says. The day you were born again, God translated you, took you from darkness into light. The day you were born again, the Bible says that God ascended you and seated you in heavenly places. You are seated at the right hand of the Father with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. So the day you were born again, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, until the day of redemption. So the day you were born again, you were covered by the blood of Jesus. Your sins were placed on Jesus and Jesus's righteousness was placed on you. All of this happened the day you were born again. And so you were placed in the kingdom and the kingdom was placed in you. Say this, say, put this in the chat. Say, I am in the kingdom and the kingdom is in me. So the day you were born again, all of this happened, but now you got to learn how to live like what just happened. So, so yes, you were translated out of darkness into the marvelous light. You were seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus at the right hand of God the Father. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. You are filled with the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah, all of that happened, but you don't know how to live like what happened. So now what happens is as you start walking with God and going to church, that's why you need to go to church. That's why you go to church and you watch these videos and you get into the word of God and you're in the kingdom and the kingdom is in you. You just don't know how to live like it yet. And so as you're doing all of this, you now, as you're learning, you become a partaker of God's divine nature. And so now you're learning how to take on God's nature. You're, you're learning that God's nature is your nature and your nature is God's nature. You're learning that you're in the kingdom, but the kingdom is also in you. And so when you start living this way in harmony and in sync with with God, then you start getting your orders from headquarters. You start getting revelation, insight, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding from heaven. Then heaven is manifested on earth and it happens through you. God's kingdom has come. God's will be done where? On earth. How? As it is in heaven. Through who? It's going to happen through you because you are a partaker of God's divine nature. So God wants you 
to be a partaker of his divine nature so that you can show this world, this dark, dying, and decaying world, a better way. God wants you to become a partaker of his divine nature so that when people look at you, they're getting instruction. They're seeing something different than what they had, right? You are showing them a better way of living. So being holy is, is, is simply just about being different from this world. Being holy means that you are walking in harmony and in sync with God, and you would rather be in sync with God and out of sync with man, you you would rather be understood by God and misunderstood by man than the other way around. And so the day you start allowing Jesus to shine through you will be the day that your holiness will be on full display. And when people see you, they will see Jesus. They will see something in, in you that they don't have. And if all they see in you is problems, like I said, they will never come to you because they already have problems. So for the world to see something different, uh, something different in you, you have to become a partaker of God's divine nature. So let's discuss this for a minute and then we'll close. Let's talk about being a partaker of God's divine nature. So let's talk about God's nature. God is limitless. God sees no limits. There's nothing God can't do. So when you, part, when you become a partaker of God's divine nature, you actually take on the nature of God to where you see no limits. You start to see yourself the way God sees you and you see no limits. You think different. Like it's a whole different, it's a paradigm shift, right? You start seeing on another level. You start dreaming God-sized dreams. You start believing stuff about you that you never believed before. You start seeing yourself operating on levels that you've never operated before. Matter of fact, you never even dreamed on that, on that size before, on that level before. Why? Because now God is a God of no limits and you're taking on his nature. So you see no limits. Say no limits. You see no limits, no boundaries you see increase all around you, right? So it's no limits. You, you, you're serving a God of no limits and you realize at that point that to that point, you have been limiting God. You had been limiting your limitless God by your, in, your inability to believe. And so you are only limited by your capacity to believe God. So as you expand your capacity to believe God, you open up your heart to a God of no limits, say no limits, all right? Next one. God knows all things. So God has no limits. So when I'm a partaker of God's divine nature, I have no limits. Okay, next one. God knows all things. God knows everything. So when I take, when I, I become a partaker of God's divine nature, watch this. Now, I'm not against education. I have um, a graduate degree and so does Isabella. I'm not against education. I'm for education. My kids, <laughs> you know, I push my kids to, to, to do well in school. I'm not against education, but I'm not limited to education right? Because I have access to revelation. So while I know that God knows all things and God lives in me, when I take on God's divine nature, watch this, I start to tap into a level of wisdom and insight that exceeds my education and experience. And so now people with PhDs are coming to Rick Pena, this happens all the time, and asking me to explain things to them that they went to school for. And, and so now they actually went to school, got a PhD for X thing, and they come to me and ask me, how does this apply in the, in the real world? And I'm giving them insight. I'm giving them practical application. I'm giving them wisdom that exceeds my education and experience because this wisdom comes from above. I'm taking on God's divine nature. And since I, God's living in me and I'm living in him and I'm in him and he's in me and I'm in the kingdom and the kingdom is in me, then because he knows all things, he's able to give me downloads 
from another world. It's like when, when, when Peter, when Jesus looked at Simon, the son of Jodah and said, flesh and blood did not reveal that unto you. He was like, he said, who am I? And, and Simon, the son of Jonah said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, oh, snap, Simon, you just got a download from another world. He was like, that, that was not flesh and blood. That was like, you just got a download. I'm telling you, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a meeting and I got a, I got a download. I got that, that, that thought that it was like an injection from God. And it's an illumination from the Holy Spirit because God knows everything and you are a partaker of his divine nature. God can give you wisdom that exceeds your credentials. Say amen to that. All right. Next one. God is eternal. So let's talk about him being eternal for a minute. God is eternal. So one of my spiritual sons posted, posted this on, uh, on Facebook yesterday and um, I knew I was going to deal with it today. This is what he posted. He said, eternity is not a measure of time. It is the absence of time. He said, eternity is not a measure of time. It is the absence of time. I've told you many times that God is outside of time. Say, God is outside of time. God is outside of time. We, God is in eternity outside of time. And we're the ones in time. And so we're living our lives out within the continuum of time. But God is outside of time. And God is not limited by time because he created time. And he can't be limited by something he created. He's outside of time. And while we're living within the continuum of time, he's outside of time. So when God looks at us and he's outside of time, he speaks to us from the position of what I call the eternal now. So for him, he's outside of time. He sees everything. When he looks at you, he sees all your life. Day you was born, day you're going to die, all your life, your whole span, your children, your children's children. And he's outside of time. He sees all of it. And so, so watch this. So, so in eternity, time doesn't even, he's like, time is the absence of it. And so he's out here where there's no time and you're in time and God speaks to you outside of time, and but you're in time and he speaks to you from what I call the position of the eternal now. So for God is always now because outside of time is always now because in eternity, everything is always now. But for you, it may not happen for one week or one month or one year or 10 years. So, so now you're in time. It may not happen for a long time, but God is outside of time. And so, so this whole series is about believing that it's already done. So when you become a partaker of God's divine nature, come on now, when you become a partaker of God's divine nature, you know that when God revealed it to you, God showed it to you, God spoke it to you, God gave you the dream while you were sleeping, God gave you the vision while you were awake, God spoke to you through the Holy Spirit while you were reading your Bible or you were in your prayer closet. And because God showed it to you, God revealed it to you. You know that in eternity, it's already done. And it's only a matter of time, in time. And so you're the one in time, he's in eternity. In eternity, it's already done. God was like, it's now. But for you, it may not happen for months or years. But you know that it's only a matter of time because it has to happen because he already saw it and he's outside of time. And so, so it's not like it's, it's like a, a possibility. No, it's a fact. He saw it and he revealed it. And so the fact that he revealed it, Listen, God pulls back the curtain so that he reveals what was concealed, but he can only reveal what's already there. And so he reveals what's concealed, what was concealed from you, but prepared for you. And then when God pulls back the curtain and allows you to see what was concealed from you, but prepared for you, now it's only a matter of time before I manifest in the earth. And so when you're living like this and you become a partaker of God's divine nature, then 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, the unseen is more real to you than the seen. When you live, when you are so convinced of what God revealed, that it's only a matter of time before it happens in the earth, then you're not moved by what happens down here. You're not moved. You, you're not moved. Why? Because you, you are a partaker of God's divine nature. You are not moved 
by what you see in the natural. You'll only move by what, what God revealed to you in the spirit. Why? Because you are a partaker of God's divine nature. Okay, last thing I'll tell you for today and I'll let you go. I already gave you too much. Last one for today. When you become a partaker of God's divine nature, you have to be careful who you share your heart with. You got to be careful who you share your dreams with because the people of this world, they won't understand you. When you start living what I'm talking about, God of no limits. I have no limits, right? right? When you start like a God of all wisdom, God can give me wisdom. You know, God, God of is eternal. It's already done. When you start living like that, mm -mm, you got to be real careful who you share things with. Because if you share this type of stuff with somebody that's not born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and walking in the spirit, mm -mm, they're going to think you're crazy. Because they, when you become a partaker of God's divine nature, you, you're not moved by the limits of this present world. You're not moved by limitations or obstacles or challenges. You're not moved by the fact that nobody that, that looks like you has ever done this job before. You're not moved by the fact that nobody in your family ever started a business and you're, and you're doing this thing. No, you're not moved by the fact that you're not supposed to be doing this. You're not moved by the fact that people that come from where you come from <laughs> and look like what you look like are not supposed to be doing it. You're not moved by any of that. You're not moved by human impossibilities. You're, you're just moved by the exceeding great and precious promises that by these exceeding great and precious promises, you can become a partaker of his divine nature. And because you are a partaker of his divine nature, then watch this. You cannot share stuff with people that are not a partaker of his divine nature because they're not going to understand it. Because for you to live like that is called faith. And this faith is, a, is a, enabled by the grace of God. So you can only share spiritual things with spiritual people. That's why Paul said, I'm writing to the people that, that have like precious faith. I'm not talking, I'm not writing this letter to everybody because a lot of people, most people are going to read this letter and not understand it. But I'm writing to the people that have like precious faith. I'm like, I'm writing to the people that have the same faith that Jesus had. I'm writing to the people that have the same faith that I have. I'm writing to the people that can understand this because they have the Holy Ghost and they're submitted to the Holy Spirit. Listen, see, there's people in this world, they will not understand. And in first Corinthians chapter two, the Bible says the things of this world that are spiritual, the world can't understand them. Matter of fact, the Bible says first Corinthians chapter two, that the kind of stuff that I'm talking about is foolishness to the world. You can't talk about this to the world. They, they will call it foolish. If people knew how much money Isabella and I sold every year, they would call us crazy. They would call you foolish. Why? Because they can't understand. They can't understand what God has called us to do. They can't understand. And so, but when you're doing the things of God and you're doing it God's way, you can only share precious things with precious people. You can only share spiritual things with spiritual people. Why? Because you are a partaker of God's divine nature and you have escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Oh my God, I preach today. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Whoo, glory to God. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your grace and my requirement to live by faith. I walk in, live by faith. I am able to do so because of your empowering grace. I am a partaker of your divine nature. I escape the corruption that is in this world through lust. I am holy because you are holy. And since I'm a partaker of your divine nature, I don't see limits because you don't have any. I don't see lack because you supply all my need. If I ever lack wisdom, you give it to me from above. If I ever lack favor, you open doors for me, no man can close. Everything you are 
is who I am. Therefore, I lack nothing. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. This is why I can declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should get my notes. They're for, for free. Get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address, sign up your friends, put their email address in there. You get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, we've been looking at 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 for weeks. And I keep reading and I would read and I was focusing on different things when I would get to the part where it says, you are a partaker of God's divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. I knew I was going to get to it, and I finally got to it. I pray that the eyes of your understanding were enlightened. I pray that you got a better understanding of what that means. You are a partaker of God's divine nature. So as you go into this world, I want you to go live like it. The world needs to see Jesus in you. There should be something different about you. I love you. God loves you more. Have a blessed day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit, I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.